is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I mean, as soon as our mouths, our, our jaws are picked up off the floor, <laughs> we are going to be able to tell you about the interview that we just <laughs> interview, conversation, stories we just heard, experienced. Oh my gosh, Brian. Yuladi Saludi. Holy jeez. Like, this is a tough chica. You think that you've been through some shit in your life? Just wait. Just wait. And, you know, you're sitting there feeling bad for yourself and trying to motivate yourself. Well, if, if you're looking for some inspiration to light a fire under your ass, uh, we have it for you today. And, and like in the most, kind nice and cheerful package too it's yeah. not like she's like been hardened you know yeah. uh just like socially by these experiences that she's had this is like a ray of sunshine that comes in and talks to you and, and she's just amazing it's so fun and originally from colombia that's right south america and she is going to take you through her journey of Starting with coming to the United States, becoming a teen mom, and the countless number of surgeries she's had, and just when she thinks she's, you know, in the on the up and up, you know, gets hit with something else, and then something else, and and just her her resilience, and you know what what it took for her to make it, I guess, and she's you know will forever be fighting, but with what she's been through. She's also a amazing athlete and runner. Like like really fast. Ridiculous. Yeah. So Yeah, it's like it's almost like um like waves in the ocean were just kept trying to drown her. Right. And then and then you know, instead of being drowned, she like picked up a big board and just like became like one of the best right. big wave surfers in the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like she just like was like, "Oh, I know what to do here." I I just again, it we, Brian and I sat back and just listened. And I think that, you know, if you have a, a car ride for the next 45 minutes or you want to put your earbuds in and go for a jog, you are going to literally, you know, run through a brick wall and you're, you know, please make sure you're paying attention to traffic because you're going to be sucked into this story. And, uh, hey, may just uh, shed some light on what you're going through. That's right. Well, you know. Thank you, uh, and you're welcome for allowing us to introduce you to your new hero, because mm -hmm. <laughs> this is it. All right, so no more words need to be said nope. here. Let's get to this episode. Enjoy this one, fans of the Two Fit Crazy and Microphone podcast. Yulati Saluti is coming your way. Enjoy it.
Jordan. How are you today? I'm super excited. We have an in-studio guest. Always the best, right? We get the in-studio guest. It's rare. It's rare. We uh, we do most of the stuff, as most of the audience knows, over Zoom and everything else. But today, you Lottie, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for having me. I'm excited. Thanks for getting here. Thanks for coming in and sharing your energy with us in studio. We love it. There's just something different about it, you know? Like well, We get to sit here and talk, right? The right. cell phones are away. Right. It's like we just get to, you know, have a conversation, which is like so rare these days, right? When else do you like get to sit and talk to people? Without the interruption. That's what it is. Yeah. Whatever goes on, the world can explode outside. We don't care. Yeah. yeah you can't totally really tell fine. what's going on out there. No, we're it's like, good. It's just a little party. It's a little bubble. So Yulati is somebody that, um, you know, I see out in the running world and we see and she's working, you know, she runs with Diane and the Bellas. Big shout out to that crew. Woo! I love them. Yay, Bellas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'd see, I'd see her at the track and then people would say, you've got to talk to Yulati. You've got to talk to her. Like, you know, amazing story. And like, she's, you know, I knew she was fast. I knew mm-hmm. she was running like great times and, you know, running heavy duty masters events and track and indoor. Right. We were doing yeah. like lots. Lots of stuff, and I was like, "All right, you know, cool. She's cool." And they were like, "No, she's got a really good story." <laughs> and uh, you know, it's not just that she's fast and kicking ass and all this stuff, but like, there's way, 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 way more than that. And uh, because you didn't just like, you know, work your way up from like the, you know, the regular running scene to, uh, you know, just become like this fit, badass masters runner, right? You had a few hiccups and speed oh bumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hiccups. Who has hiccups in life? What? It's been it's been a crazy forty, almost forty three years. Uh, yeah, it's not been easy. I mean, I'm I'm hoping as I get older, life gets a little easier for me. <laughs> I think you deserve it, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I hope so. All right. So I don't even know where to begin. I'll probably let you do it, right? Like, so, you know, you were, you began to have some health issues. Like, when did they, when did they develop? At a young age? Were no, you-, you know, I was always very healthy. Never a sick child, never went to the hospital. I think there was one time where I had a bellyache at nine years old. That, and I, now that I look back, this is the, like where it started. I had a stomach ache when I was nine years old and I was taken to the hospital and they're like, yeah, you know, she's got some colon issues, like something, something is going on there. And then nothing else happened. That's it. Until later on in life, I would get these stomach aches similar to those ones that I was nine years old. And, um, this is in Colombia. I was born and raised in Colombia. Um, I moved here in 93. So I, my childhood, it's, uh, it was like the whole Pablo Escobar thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you mm-hmm. watch Narcos, that was my life. Like so I grew up in that. In Cartagena? In, in Medellin. In Medellin. Yeah, Medellin. yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, so we, we moved here when I was 13. I feel bad that I just bluffed. I messed that up. That's man. Okay. I, I'm so into like that whole story and Narcos and the whole <laughs> freaking thing. So well, Cartagena, go ahead. Cartagena, it's a very huge part of like movies and stuff and yeah. everything of the culture of Colombia. So I probably, that's probably why. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we moved here, and um, that's when I started having more issues. And every once in a while, I get the stomach aches, and nobody had answers. And finally, when I was 22 years old, I was uh, I went to the emergency room. I'm like, you got to do something. Like, I'm in this much pain for this many days. Something is wrong. And they found a tumor at the top of my rectum, like right before you get right before your colon. And then the doctor was like, hey, let's do a, a biopsy here. And um, that's it. 
like if I could go back, like you know when they tell you mm-hmm. in life you could go back in time and change something. Mm-hmm. It would be to that day, and I would say to that doctor, can I get a second opinion, <laughs> you know, because that's where it all started. Um, the doctor was like, listen, um, we're going to do a biopsy here just to see what's going on. And that's a, you know, it's a huge, it's an area that could get really uh, infected. And he did. And within hours, I was back in the hospital after the biopsy. I was back in the hospital. And um, I was hospitalized for, I think, a week. And I had to have a surgery, draining a, an infection that had just grown there. And that was that was my first surgery ever. 20, and 22 years old. Yes, 22 years mm-hmm. old, yes. Yeah. And then I went home and everything was fine. And I went to Colombia um, to visit my family for the first time ever since I moved here when I was 14. And I came back with the same pain again. And then again, right there, back to the hospital, another surgery. Oh yeah, we have to drain this 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 um this infection. And I was in the hospital for a week and in bed for a week after that. And then that actually gave me that surgery actually gave me a year, maybe a year, a year and a half of of feeling better. So I was like, oh okay, that that's good. I went back about my life, and um so after that, I met my husband, and I mean we we have a funny story. And my husband, and I've never told this story before, I'd like out, uh, besides like our closest friend. So <laughs> my husband and I met at an AA meeting. Okay. Because he is an alcoholic. Um, he's been sober for 20 years now. And I went, I went to rehab for cocaine because um, when I was 21, I never really liked drugs. Never was not my thing. When I was 21, I, was some, I worked at a bar and somebody's like, hey, you want some of these? And I was like, all right. I fell in love. I, I tell my kids this story all the time. Yes, I tell my kids because I'm like, you have to be careful. It took me one, one time, time. One time I did cocaine and I was addicted. And so I, it was very quickly. I already, I already had a daughter. I had my daughter when I was 19. Um, so it was very quickly when I realized, like, wait, you can't sit here and do coke every day. Like, you have a child to take care of. So get your shit together and, you know, be a mom. So it, really quickly, I got my, my, my shit together. I went to rehab. I got out. And I chose to go to AA for my recovery instead of NA because I felt like, I don't know, I just felt safer in the rooms of AA. That's common, right? Yeah. People more people align with the yeah, AA culture yeah. and things like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm a big fan of AA. Yeah, AA, yeah. AA was great. It helped me so much. Me too. And then I, so I went to AA and I, that's where I met Jerry. And um, we met at a meeting because um, I, at, this, at this point I, I lived in, in Long Island. And then I had to come to New Jersey. And I had to go to a meeting in Sherry. And at, he was sitting next to me. And after I shared, he's like, he was a criminal defense attorney. I had a, uh, had a family member who was in trouble and needed a lawyer. And I shared that, how stressed that I, I was about that. And he's like, taps you on the shoulder. He's like, hey, um, I'm a criminal, criminal defense attorney and I can help you. And, but before that, when, I, when like, he tapped on my shoulder and I, and I looked at him, it was love at first sight. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, <gasps> Who is this man? Before he even spoke to me, he and I, I knew that I was gonna marry him, and I was just in my head working out how and when. It was the new cocaine. Yeah, that is, yes, exactly. I was like, dude, you are mine, and you have no idea. So I went back to Long Island that night, um, and in the car ride, I got stuck in like five hours of traffic. 
I kept thinking about how much I was going to be with this guy. <laughs> Anyways, I come back to uh, the next the next weekend to meet with him because he's now our lawyer. He, my parents had hired him. And um, he then became our lawyer and he didn't really like me. He tells me and I, because in AA they tell you you should not, like especially older men. He was, he's older than me. He's 12 years older than me. Like you cannot you know prey on younger kids and younger people or, or any women for that matter you know you're in the room because you're messed up so um they uh so he was like i didn't like you like that and plus i was he, he would say like i you know you were you know you're a 10 and how would you even you know be with me blah 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 but when i came to court and he was there um i had obviously taken a shower done my hair <laughs> um he's like that's when i fell in love with you but then we were both with somebody like he had a girlfriend and i had a boyfriend of four years so we tried to be like, okay, we cannot be together because, you know, you have a boy, you have a girlfriend and I have a boyfriend. So for like six months, we just n- did nothing. But like, we both felt this strong connection. I, I already loved them. <laughs> and, um, so we didn't do anything until finally one day, uh, I called my dad and I said, dad, I think I'm going to move back to New Jersey. Can I please stay with you for a little while? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just come home, no problem. And like 10 minutes later, Jerry calls me and he's like, hey, your dad called me. And he said, you're moving back to New Jersey. Do you want to go on a date with me? And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. He loves me, too. And then that's how I met Jerry. Um, And then shortly after, okay, so now going back to, you know, meeting Jerry and I were together for maybe uh, three weeks before we moved in together. <laughs> I moved to New Jersey. I moved in with Jerry and I've been t- with him ever since. And it's going to be 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, but it hasn't been easy because you know, going back to getting sick, that second surgery, I, I came back from Columbia. I met him. Um, and then, you know, we, we couldn't get married right away. So we were like six months. Um, then we, Got married. We eloped. We went to the Cayman Islands and we got back on, I think it was May 2nd. And then two days later, I got sick. I would say, again, the pain is back. And no, uh, now I have better insurance because I'm married. So he'd put me in insurance. Uh, now we joke about it saying that we got married because uh, <laughs> of his, I married him because of his health insurance. That's partly true. You know what? You've probably done dumber things. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That helped a lot. So now I have better insurance, health insurance, and I get to have access to these great doctors and I'm seeing a doctor and nobody can figure out what it is. They're like, yes, we know there's something wrong there, but we can't figure out what it is. And I'm going all over New Jersey. I mean, up at, um, at this point we, we lived in North Jersey. Um, St. Barnabas, Morristown, UPenn, everywhere. Nobody can figure it out. Finally, after seeing all these doctors and having all these exploratory surgeries, so my surgeries kept adding up because, okay, here's the surgery just to look at this. And they were so painful because the rectal area has so many nerve endings. So you, you inhale, it hurts. You exhale, it hurts. Now, when you have something wrong there, I was in constant pain. Now I've been in months and months of pain. I just married this guy and like, I'm 23 years old and I'm, on paper I should be healthy and I'm like this guy is going to run away from me be like what is going on I'm leaving but that that the thought never even crossed him and he was by my side going to hospital hospital and finally I had a doctor 
in Pennsylvania. Actually, I called the Mayo Clinic because the, the, somebody had told me call, the Mayo Clinic has the best doctor for this this problem. So I called the Mayo Clinic, and he said, "Listen, you can come up out here and stay with us for months, try to figure it out. But there's this really good guy in UPenn, and he's gonna he's gonna be able to take care of it." So I went, and he's like, "Yes, I could do it, but you have to get a colostomy bag first. And I'm 23 years old. I have no idea what a colostomy bag is. And the, Google was not great back then. Um, and then he's like, yeah, well, we're going to take your intestine out. And then we're going to – it's a loop colostomy because it's temporary. So um, we're going to cut a little hole in your, in your intestine, stick it out, sew it to the outside, and then you just poop into that bag. It's a bag you poop into. And then, you know, there's a whole system where something sticks to you for a few days and the bag comes on and off and that's why you change daily uh, sometimes multiple times a day and I was shocked I was like this my life is over what am I gonna do uh, I, I don't know I got it I was like I you know I was depressed I was like all right no problem then the that that surgery alone having the ostomy was supposed to help that because that now I'm not like now I'm not pooping through my rectal area so like that maybe that infection is cleaning up and it's getting better well, it wasn't. I was just in more pain. And now it's like coming on eight months of pain that I just, it's excruciating. It's worse than giving birth. And it's, it's very, sometimes my husband has had um, some of these uh, um, sur- um, hemorrhoid surgeries. Mm-hmm. And it's very much for men that, you know, that sure. have no idea what it's, it's like, that. it's just like that. Um then I called the doctor and I was like, listen, you have to see me right now because I can't wait three months for this to clear up on its own because I'm in so much pain. And finally, like after arguing with his office for a whole week, he agrees to see me and he went in and looked in what had, hap- what ha- had happened is that infection that I had in there, it's been there. And instead of like attaching to poop, while it was you know, in come out, well, before my ostomy, it was just sitting there. Right. So it was the pain is even worse. So he's, he booked me for surgery right away. And um, I went for that surgery where he was going to essentially go in, um, remove the infection and, you know, it, like not, that's it. Remove the infection really and figure out what the problem was and then, and then move on from there. It turns out that the surgery was supposed to be like, 40 minutes it was ended up being like close to four hours and he said that the infection had been in there for those years since that since that since you were young yeah since yeah, yeah since the, since i was 22 okay yes okay. and it had been growing through like my peritoneal cavity it was all in in that area so he had to sit there and scrape it all off by hand and i'm very thankful to that guy because he was finally after that surgery i was out of pain and the only uh, issue with that is that that surgery created what was called, what was a rectal vaginal fistula, which is a hole between, um, in the, it's a hole in the wall that separates your rectum and your vagina. Okay. So now there's a hole there. So that means I have to still stay with this bag while that hole closes. Well, to make a long story short, that hole didn't close and it took, I think, three major, major, major surgeries trying to fix it. And uh, I was finally the last doctor. I, I while having all these surgeries, I got pregnant with my my two little kids, um, my two younger one, younger ones, Holden and Wyatt. And I don't know why. I don't know how. I never even got my period. I was always 
underway i was it was it, you know because i was constantly having the surgeries like every six weeks or every eight weeks um so i get pregnant and i think my last surgery uh i, I was scheduled to have a sur my my last my surgery with my last kid and then i you know they give you a pregnancy test before a surgery sure. and then it was like oh you're pregnant and i'm like oh my god <laughs> no come on i was really happy and then that time that i went from having my last baby back to surgery again you know I, it was over a year uh morristown memorial hospital or medical center now they've had like better technology to to like attack what was wrong was going on with me so my, i remember my nurse saying like oh we got such better things to work on now and so that that's when like the last fistula surgery that actually worked that's when i had it and it was it was perfect i mean not, not perfect obviously but like I went in for the surgery. This is the doctor said, this is how I was going to do. Instead of like trying to fix this fistula that it's around here, you know, we've been throwing everything. Oh, sorry. We've been throwing everything at it. Like one of the surgeries, they removed my gracilis muscle and they reconstructed the vagina area and it didn't work. The muscle pulled and it just created some crazy things. Like I'll I'll make you laugh. (laughs) My gracilis muscle, they stuffed it in my groin area. So when I would have sex... I would feel it in my knee. Wow. <laughs> it was so freaky. Or when I would wear a tampon, I would be like, I would walk around and there would be like a like a poking in my in knee. knee. Yeah, where the gracilis used to attach. Oh my gosh, that's so freaky. Oh so man, freaky. the bodies are weird. Oh, isn't it weird? Yeah. It would so like crazy. It's like a cut a worm in half. It still squirms, yeah. right? Yeah, or a yeah. shark. Yeah. yeah. So, like, weird stuff would happen to me like that. Like, I, I think, like, I'm telling you the story, and I'm, like, I'm remembering things, and I'm going, oh, my God, I went through that. <laughs> That's crazy. So, we get, um, you know, finally, we, we get this surgery, all, all everything working great, and the doctor's like, okay, it worked. I went about my my life and they're like yeah in six weeks we'll remove we'll reverse your colostomy and i'm like oh my god i had a party like a huge <laughs> party like I'd, all my friends come over dress up and just celebrate this stupid colostomy is never it's never you know it's gone it's and then that's that's when the my, my journey with chronic constipation started you know it the, the the colon is a muscle and you mess with it and it sometimes does not come back right minded in four years of that first ostomy it's just it was never the same i was just left with chronic constipation and i mean i remember nine days went by and i would not go to the bathroom yeah nine days i, I mean like nauseous and oh. sick and, yes yeah. i looked sick i looked like a different color bags under my eyes i discovered um you know friends um uh really good friends that i that i had then told me about colonics and um i Thankfully, lived very close to the city, so I would go into Manhattan and get colonics from my friend, my Perrine and uh, Gil Jacobs, which they were their masters. They really helped me for six years. I dealt with this. I had to get colonics sometimes twice a day. I mean, twice a week, uh, and they were super expensive. They're like 180 bucks, you know, like to take a poop. Right. <laughs> that was my life, and. I, <laughs> It, but they worked, and I, you know, I rode that bus, the colonic bus. I was raw vegan, vegetarian, you name it, anything to help my body go. Because you know, being constipated, constipated, it's not a great thing. And yeah. I mean, I mean, most people get like two days when they travel. Yeah, or, they travel, and yep, then they yep. go nuts. You know, you know, because I see my own family going like, I haven't pooped in two days. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so 
I wrote that post for six years, and it was, you know, finally, I think, because of having all that constipation and, and all those, like, stuff, my body holding that, holding all that stuff, this is when I, you know, I thought everything was going good. I'm just, I, I found out that I, I had this hernia that was left from my last colostomy bag, and I'd seen a, a plastic surgeon that... Um, had worked for the gracilis muscle surgery. He is, he was now like part of my medical team. So he said, I'm going to fix, I'll fix the hernia for you. And I was like, all right. And I'd gone to the doctors two years earlier, two years earlier. And I told my OBGYN, I have a lump in my breast here. Can you check it out? And he's like, oh yeah, that's nothing. I just, I had a breast, um, uh, surgery, uh, breast reduction surgery. He's like, oh, that's scar tissue. And like, they didn't even think of anything. So that lump sat there for two years. And then finally, I went for this, this hernia repair. And I said to the doctor, I said, Dr. Pio, you know, since you're there, can you, can you, can you check this out? And he, he didn't, like, he felt it with his hands and his face was not great. And I didn't catch it. Jerry catch it. My, my husband caught it. And then he's like, yeah, well, since you're going to be on there, I'll go in. I'll biopsy, make sure everything is okay. And it turns out that it was breast cancer. Jesus Christ. So this is this is back in 2012 and now I'm 32 years old, you know. I I'm stage 3, stage I think it was 3. I don't 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 call me on that. I tried to forget that stuff because <laughs> it was very shocking. You had a stage. You yeah. had cancer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Let's go with that. Yes. Um so I had breast cancer and I, I needed a double mastectomy. I needed radiation and I needed chemo. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, M- number one, my hair. Like, that was <laughs> such a big part of my... Forget Take the boobs, else. leave the hair. Yeah, yeah, leave the hair. Like, oh, my God, I'm so, like, I'm going to lose my hair. It's been it's my identity since I was a little kid. Like, everybody loved my hair. Everybody commented on my hair. My hair was, you know, number one. Um, then after, shortly after, you know, you face death, you're like, okay, I don't care about the hair. All right, you can take it. It's fine. Um, but I decided that I'd gotten very depressed, you know, during, remember I said during like my whole medical colostomy bag, I didn't want to go there again because I relapsed back then and I didn't want to go there and I knew what it meant. So I decided that, listen, I need to like do something different this time. So I'm going to stay positive, you know, cause I've done negative before and it didn't work very well for me. So I'm going to stay really positive and I'm going to then help maybe other people. So I just started my yoga teacher training, um, in Manhattan with Tara Stiles and she part of like, our, our not, I not just started, I've done, done it for a little while, but, um, she made us blog as part of the teacher training. Right. Um, so we would get comfortable with blogging and that was super smart. And I had a YouTube channel. So I decided that morning, it was Mother's Day weekend when I found out that I had breast cancer. So I, that morning I turned, I turned my phone on and I said, okay. Uh, I, and I started talking into the phone and Jerry, I woke up Jerry. I was like, listen, you know, let's talk about like, how funny is it that like I have breast cancer? Like after all we've gone through, you know, like I now have breast cancer and we have to like, get through life with breast cancer. And then we just started uh, vlogging like that on, on YouTube. And, um, I remember Googling, this is in 2012, like, uh, double mastectomy. And there was not very many pictures of women's face 
in breast with no breast you know right. like now it's everywhere but in 2012 there was nothing there was very much nothing that you could see like i you know who wants to show that i get it so i decided that i wanted and, to and by that mean you like you would see it but there would be no head yeah, there would it would be, be no like head. below, below yeah. the sh- like shoulders and exactly, below that's yeah it. like no one wanted to identify with yeah, that yeah yeah so i decided that I, I was like you know i i was blogging them for uh the elephant journal it was a yoga blog and mind body green and i decided that like i i want to like i i told my friend who was a photographer i i, I want to show people like this is what a woman looks like that's going through a double mastectomy mm-hmm. and, you know, no nipples and, and stuff like that. So then that's how my presence online became to be because I wanted to be honest. And then I started getting a lot of emails from women who were um, like saying, thank you. Like now I just found out that I had now, like I could have your videos to look and see what's going to happen. And, you know, your videos of you being positive. And oddly enough, one thing that I got a lot was women who wrote to me about how lucky I was to have a husband that didn't leave me because their husbands wow. left them. There were so many of those emails I got daily. It was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So I know who my husband is and I know who he was with and I knew like he was never going to leave me. But like every time I read one of those messages, I just I was so grateful to have the man that I have in my life, you know? You got to see this guy too, Christine, by the way. Yeah, no, I love him. I I might I see him and I want to marry him. This dude is fit. He's in good shape, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, and my my man is like, yeah, and yeah. he's crazy. He Yogi. does like ice buckets. He's like in the middle of the winter, he'll jump in the ice bucket for twenty minutes. We're gonna pull up a picture, Christine. You're gonna see what I'm talking about. Uh, he's a good, yeah, he's, and he's got the biggest heart. Mm. So, yeah, so that was my my cancer journey. Um, so we got cancer all wrapped up. And, you know, back to, I was very afraid of, uh, my yoga practice was, I love like handstands and and uh, arm balances and all that stuff. And I was worried that after that, having a double mastectomy and all that stuff, I was not going to be st- as strong as I was. But everything came back and I was even stronger and also share that I was, it, it, it all be, it all came great. And I, I focused all my attention and like getting my body back and everything was perfect. But, I, you know, or every day I would be so uncomfortable, just so this so much discomfort because I just I'm still dealing with this chronic constipation and that and then fast forward to twenty fourteen I started getting these crazy stomach aches, but different than the ones when I was a little girl. But even like the like birth, like if I was given birth and I would end up in the hospital every sometimes three times a week. Oh. And the doctors would be like, all right, we can't figure it out. I think it might be a blockage, but they would look for a blockage and there was no blockage. I was, nobody knew, uh, kidney stones. So this went back and forth for, uh, until 2018, which is when my final surgery was. Um, but in, in those years I was, I went to hospitals where, you know, the only thing that worked for me, and I know this because it's my body and I've been going through this. Something was wrong in my body. Nobody could figure it out. But if I went into the emergency room and I would hold on for dear life for hours and hours, sometimes even days in pain before I went to the emergency room, that's my last resort. Um, I know that two diluted in a Valium or IV would work because I don't know, something would happen to my body where it would relax. Whatever is going on there would settle. Sometimes it would take five days in the hospital. Sometimes it would take, you know, five hours, go home. Um, 
But, you know, when you know that much about your body, you scare doctors when you go into an emergency room. So they're like, oh, you're drug seeking, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so that was, I went through that. And finally, like, uh, we settled with that. There was a doctor at Ocean that he like understood so well. He knew he knew something was wrong, so they stopped giving me scans every time I came in. They're like, "Oh no, you know, just take her in, and this might pass. But if not, we'll move her." So finally, in 2018, I was so excited because my my kids had gotten my brother in law had gotten tickets to go see Hamilton, and I was obsessed <laughs> with Hamilton. And um, the night before Hamilton, I got sick, and. Um, I happened to be up North Jersey, actually. My my son has a nut allergy, and he was at the doc. I had to take my doctor up there, and um, I was just so much pain. And he, my my son, had a like a six hour um, doctor appointment where they do a nut challenge where they give him peanuts right. and they have to watch him for oh, hours. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was in there, and it was. I remember being. It was ninety seven degrees outside. It was August, and uh, it was we're going in the middle of a heat wave, and I'm cold. I'm freezing cold. And I'm sitting outside, and I'm going back and forth, and the doctor's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, this pain is usually, like, I, I can handle this pain, but, like, this is different. So he's like, she's like, just go home, and, you know, we'll, we'll pick this up later. And I end up going to my sister's house. Went to, she, I, I'm like, you have to drive me to Morristown. Something is wrong. And my doctor was on vacation because it's the summer. But he has a new there's a new doctor in the practice. Young guy, new set of eyes for my crazy record, you know, like he's like, so he's probably looked at my thing. is like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe this hot mess. But he, you know, he sold that problem in the scan. He's like, you have, there's something here. You're, you're, I don't know if you're partially or fully blocked. Like there's something here in the, and, and they pointed to like my right hip area, which is always where I always felt like there was the problem. And it's like, this is it. But where the, the doctor, will, the older doctor will not let him like do anything because I've had so many surgeries at this point. I've, this is 26. Yeah. Oh I, I, it, my, if I had another, it would be 27. So like the doctors, my older doctor like, don't operate. She doesn't need any more operations. And I agree. Yeah. So they kept me in the hospital for seven days with a um, NG tube. It was a tube that they stick up your nose down your throat into your stomach so like it's constantly emptying your stomach because you're blocked so nothing mm -hmm. is coming out and that was probably the worst thing i've ever heard oh, in my yeah. life it's yeah. it's sometimes they said that if you have sometimes it touches a nerve in in your nose and you have the worst headache uh-huh i did i had that like that i had a headache the whole time the nerve was being it was awful the whole time like i just like tried to pull it out <laughs> it was bad and then finally, the doctor came in one day. He's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm doing surgery. I know what I'm going to do. And then he went in. My husband says out of all of the surgeries, he was out like 10 minutes later. This never happens. Smiling. Like he's like, I found it. <laughs> I got it. And automatically, as soon as he opened that, then my bag started working. You know, my, my intestines started to work. So I woke up and I was so happy. I was so happy. And I, my pain was gone. But like. I was a skeptic. I'm like, you know, this. Yeah, what's going to happen yeah, next? Why wouldn't happen? you be skeptical? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so how long is this going to last? You know, he's like, this is not going to happen again in that area. <laughs> because what he said is um, from all of the surgeries, my C-sections, all those major surgeries that I had for um, that fistula, um, he, he, see, he said, uh, oh, I actually skipped the part of my second colostomy bag. So... After having that first colostomy bag, 
I got it reversed and I right before I went through all when I was going through all that pain and stuff that's when we decided to go for a colostomy bag again so this colostomy bag that I have now is permanent forever and even after getting the colostomy bag the pain never went away and then that's how I went you know to 2018 even I was so mad when I got the second colostomy bag too because I was like this is supposed to help and take my pain away and it didn't Actually, it just never did. So, yeah, so that, that's why I, I wanted to. Sorry, I missed that out. No, that's okay. You've been through a lot. There's a lot. You, yeah, no, if you've been, yeah. There's so many lives. I mean, uh, yeah. So then, um, you know, in 2018, <laughs> he finally, you know, uh, does the surgery and everything. He said, um, what the problem is from all the surgeries that uh, I have all these adhesions, which is scar tissue that just builds up. It's your body. Your body does that. It's normal. You know, uh, I don't know. I happen to maybe make a lot more than, than, than most people. So what this problem was is this, this adhesion. So this uh, scar tissue wrapped around my colon like four times. So it was all like all blocked up. So little by little, each year, each year is just, you know, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now he said right there, it's, you're good now. But he said, you do have other adhesions a lot in my stomach. And I know, I feel it. I'm in constant, constant discomfort. Like I was talking to my children this morning because they're like, mom, like, what do you mean you're in constant discomfort? I was like, like, you know, that feeling where you just feel like you haven't pooped in like all of it. Like you just like, you still have to poop. Mm -hmm. That's me. 24 7 24 7 it just never goes away like to the point that a doctor a, a gastro guy was gonna he thought putting you on anti antidepressants actually helps because it like draws your attention away from what okay. your body is feeling fully so like that's an option but um i found running so that's working for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best antidepressant there is yeah. right it really, it really we has could been bottle helping. that yep so let, let, let's First of all, let me get my jaw off the ground because yeah. that's a hell of a story. I could just sit here all day long. I'm like, we're going to have to book a part two part for this two. one. No, because uh, you, you've gone through all of this, right? And it's been years and years and multiple you know, ups, downs and excitement. And you get rid of the bag. You have to have it back. And, and you know, then, okay, here's some breast cancer for that. Yeah. You know, you know, well, I'll see you. I'll see you that and I'll raise you some breast oh cancer. And, and uh and and all this and and all the while you're doing yoga, correct? You're, yeah, yeah, yoga practitioner yes, yes. and then teaching and 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 all of that. And uh, you know, you decide at some point, right? You go for a run, or were you always a runner? How did that work? No, like I never. I actually always hated hated running. Um, we all did, right? We all started like, <laughs> what is wrong with people running? I used to make fun of my friends when they like ran marathons. I'm like. <laughs> You're so funny. I never hated it. You're dumb. It was, you know why? Because it was a, a punishment yeah. when I grew up. You only ran when you were in trouble. Trouble and punishment and, and sports and like all that. even like as a child, like a yeah. little kid, you were like before yeah. sports. We were we were a running family. My, my mother was running marathons in the 80s and we were a running family. So I was like a runner kid, mm -hmm. which was like weird, geeky and awkward. And I was also Facts. like the coolest motherfucker on the planet too. <laughs> so like I couldn't possibly run. Yeah. Right. Because like that's like nobody does that. Like I'd rather just go play soccer with my yeah. shithead friends because they're cool. And, you know, and, and that's what I did. So like I kind of shunned running away, but I never hated it. I just was too cool for it. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. No, I hated it. Yeah, I fully I hated it. Also torture. Yeah. Now it's the coolest thing yeah. on the planet. Oh, for, for sure. So it, the, the, um, 
I sat around after my that surgery waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm I'm like, all right, I'm still uncomfortable, but like is the the pain's got to come back, you know? But it didn't. So fast forward to 2019, I just like the whole year I did nothing waiting to get sick again and I didn't. So for my 40th birthday, I asked Jerry, I was like, I want a Peloton bike because I I'm 40, I never done cardio and I been reading all this stuff about cardio is so good for you especially after 40 and i need i want i want to have grandkids and i want so then i started while we were waiting like for the peloton i started jump roping like that's how that, that was jump roping was my intro to cardio okay and and then i got the peloton in a whole year of like addiction to the peloton you've like i spent so many hours on you were like things. a peloton pioneer right this yes, is, yeah like this, this is, is like, this is before be- peloton yeah, is the peloton before it was so crazy like everybody wanted it and um so i don't know one day there's this little boy in my court in my in my street and he i never saw him before i think he was new to the area but he started running around and um, I would see him and my husband and I would be like, oh, here's your, you know, here's your butt. And then we named him Frank because we didn't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank would go around and I would say, Jerry, Frank is around. And I would go and look at him. And then one day I was like, why don't I try running? Like, uh, like I, I just, it was just something. It was like a nagging in my ear. Like, try running, try running, try running. I was like, I said to Jerry, I was like, one day I'm like, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go run. And he's like, you're going to hurt yourself. You've never run before. You hate running. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to go for a run and see what happens. And I went for a run around the, the neighborhood that the kid does, you know, the, the, the loop that he does. And Frank's loop. Frank's loop. Yeah. And I have, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't get, I was out of breath. Which is a plus, which is, I think, one of the things that kept me from running was I was always so out of breath. But I think I have built up my cardio from the Peloton addiction that um, I, w- I felt okay. And I was like, all right, that was so good. And, and then like, Jerry was like, don't run every day, every other day, because you're going to hurt yourself. And so I waited a day, and I can't, cannot stop thinking about it. So I went the next day, and I mean, I waited, it started doing every other day. And I just loved it. I, I had no watch or anything. I ran with my phone. And then um, I, you know, I would, I would come back. I would go out and come back. And then Jerry would be like, wait, you, you did this loop and it took you this long. And he, and then one, he had a, a Garmin because he bikes. And he's like, take my watch with you next time you go. And then like, this is what, maybe two weeks into running. And I was running like seven seven thirties, <laughs> and like for like five six miles. And he's like, "You might be fast." <laughs> so I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, you might be a fast runner. Like people don't usually do that. Like they, you have to build up." No, to that. that's moving. Yeah, that's real running. That's that's fast. And I was and I was like, oh, "Can I go faster?" Uh, he's like, "Don't go faster." Yeah. So we uh, we um we have a yogi friend. His name is John uh, Coleman. He's actually funny story. He's actually um, he was Diane Oliver's coach in high school. Okay. Well, he was the boys' coach, but Diana trained with the boys because she's she was so, so fast. freaking good. Yeah. So she's still so fast. So um, he just gave me like some workouts. He's like, all right, you know, just you know, on Mondays do this, on Tuesdays do this, and then like the next week he's like, today you're gonna do mile repeats, and then and I would get faster with the mile repeats, and he's like, wait, you're fast, yeah. So then he. And then he said to me, oh, you, you, um, you have to, why don't you, um, 
contact Diane Olivero. This is like at the beginning of my running. But like I was too shy. I was like, I'm not ready to. Just to, let to me jump in. Diane is is an amazing masters runner. She's an amazing runner since she was a teen. And she is a great coach who uh, has put together a local running club for women only mm-hmm. called Bellas in yeah. Motion. Bellas Bella. in Motion. Oh, they're so good. Do you know I've worn the pink singlet in the race before? You get oh, out. God, yeah. I want Diane, to see pictures of these. Diane recruited me and she said, I'm going to need you to wear this. I ran in a cross country race. I ran for Bellas because they needed some fellas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and I love Diane. She's amazing. And, you know, you're lucky to have found her. So go ahead. Continue. So you're technically the Bella fella. Uh, to me and Tony Plaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't not forget about Tony. Oh, Tony he's the OG. Plaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes, Diane is amazing. I, she does so much for all of us. She, I, 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 lo- I love her. But you know, I started then. Um, I didn't contact her right away. Um, but I, I like entered the first like a five k. This is after COVID. Like I mean, right, uh, right after COVID. Uh, well, not right after COVID. We were still going through COVID, but things had just opened, and I entered the local five k. And you know, I did what. A new runner would do, go out too fast. Like my first mile was 548. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got fired I, uh, up. I've been running three months. I was like, what are you doing? Are you dumb? And it's like, I died, obviously, after, you know, the last two miles. And then I, I wasn't like, my lungs weren't even ready for it. I kept get, I kept having like, um, asthma attacks. Yeah. Every time I ran fast, like literally like inhaler asthma attacks. I need, I need to get an inhaler. And, um, you know, it's still, it was a, a sub 20, uh, 5k, but I suffered those last two months. <laughs> like crazy. Um, hey, we learn how to do stuff, do, right? right? For better or worse, you're learning. I'm, I'm going to sign up for my second, I haven't run a, a 5k since that one because I hated it so much, but I'm going to do one in, in October. And I'm going to, I told Diane, I was like, I'm going to listen to what you say. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, you know, then, then Jerry's like, okay, you got to sign up for a half marathon. And I was like, all right. So then I ended up doing, um, I signed up for, uh, AC half. Actually, I, it was the New Jersey half, but they canceled that one and they, oh, and they moved, moved us it. all to sure. AC. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll do AC. And then a, 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 an Instagram friend was like, who's a runner. She's like, now you got to do a marathon, blah, blah, blah. And I hadn't even done my half marathon. And, and I was like, all right, you're right. I'll do it. So I signed up for Philly and I used my, my half marathon as a training run for Philly when I hired a coach to, 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 you know, to, uh, to give me a plan to run. So I showed up for Philly. I had no idea. Uh, like I'm not Philly for, um, AC, no idea. This is like my, my first big race. And I was so excited. And I, that coach that I had, she, Valerie, she, she, she never gave me numbers. She's like, she's not, she didn't, she didn't never tell me like, Pace. go out at yeah. a 650. Oh. And you know, she just said, go out by feeling. And a lot of the races that a lot of the training that I did from her, there were a lot of time trials. So like a lot of, it was like, I've already done a, a marathon time trial. So like a half marathon time trial and at PR, like 129. I did it I like on the uh, in uh, the break reservoir. I went yeah. around that. Oh come 14th. on! Oh, oh so that is down, torturous. Down the street from All where right. we live. That's where we live. So <laughs> it's it's one point six miles around, and and you did it, you know, eight yep. times or so, nine times, something like that. In a one twenty nine. One twenty nine. So well, let's just put this in perspective for the non runners out there. That's about six fifty pace. Yeah. 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 I was per and, mile, and it was it was it was a, it was not a good. It was, and it was not a good race. Cause I, I mean, let me tell you something about, 
I, 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 even though I was, I went to a, I drink alcohol now. I don't do drugs. Um, but I was, I stay sober up until, um, I was really afraid of going back to cocaine. So I was like, I am not ever going to, I'm not going to drink. So I didn't drink until 20, uh, 2009. So I was off of alcohol. And in, in 2009, that's, I started having wine. I'm like, okay, I don't have a drinking problem. I just had a cocaine problem. And I had to be very, very sure that if I had a, an alcoholic drink, I was never going to go back to it. So I do drink now. And um, now that I'm, you know, 42 years old, I don't, don't even drink wine anymore. I drink tequila. I drink a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> we went to a, 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 it was funny how you said that, you know that? I don't mess around with one anything, just tequila, one tequila. And then I go to bed, but this, ha- we happened to get invited to a, a movie premiere in up in uh, red bank. And I had too many tequilas. I had that one extra one. And I had to do this time trial the next morning. So I woke up and I was feeling so bad. And I texted my husband and I was like, I feel so bad. What do I do? And then he said, you got to do it. You know, you have to do it. That's it. You got to, you know, we got to go Goggins that shit. <laughs> and I was like, all right, because we love Goggins. So I was like, all right, I got to go. So I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you're an idiot. You did this to yourself. You go out there and you run the half marathon to the best of your ability. I don't care. You did it to yourself. That's me at every race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It worked. It worked. Hey, I, I performed. Stay hard. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I have not drank that much before any long run or any race or anything like that and gotten in trouble. Um, so then I, you know, I go for the half marathon and, and uh, I, I don't know what pace. She just said go by feeling. So I did. I went by feeling and I ended up coming um, – uh, I ended up running a one twenty seven oh five. Ball. It felt pretty good. <laughs> so we're talking, uh-huh. you know, six forties there, a little, yeah, like, like just like sub six six thirty eight. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I was gonna say. And like the last three miles, uh, I felt cramps, and I think it's because I didn't do any salt or anything like that. Like I, I've learned so much from that, um, but. I, I didn't know that I was the second person it, as a second girl. And like towards the end at the, you know, you go to a point and, the uh, at the boardwalk and then you turn around, you know, the marathoners keep going and you turn around. And when I turn around, somebody te- uh, told me I probably had like a mile left. You're the second girl. And I was so tired at this point. I was like, what does that mean? Does it mean, should I, can I slow down or should I speed up? That's what I'm thinking to myself. Like, is this somebody right behind me? I'm right. Like, so I was like, no, just keep it up. Just keep it up. So I ended up uh, coming second and I won, uh, I think 600 bucks. Wait, this was AC? AC. AC last year. I cheered for you. You did? Oh my God. Yay. <laughs> yes. I definitely saw you. Oh, my God. I was wearing blue shorts. I was pacing the marathon. Yeah. Because you guys were finishing the first. I remember seeing the first couple girls yeah. come in. Yeah. You guys are finishing as we're going out. Yes. 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 That's right. right. See? Yep. Um, yeah, there you go. Yes, no, yes. of course. I'm always, the first, like I always count the, you know, the first women. Yeah, first or women. I yeah, like, yeah. And my stick. So that's a, maybe it was you who told me I was the first, it, yeah. the second girl. <laughs> I would have told you you were like last yeah. or something. Hurry up. Go faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's my husband. He does yes, stuff. Like, my my goggins. Hus- she would have yelled goggins yeah, at you. Yeah. My husband says if I don't have a good time, he's not going to drive me home <gasps> before every race. That's tough love. <laughs> yeah, it's tough love. I know. Every time, every time that I'm running a race, I'm always thinking about him. I'm like, I hope he's proud. <laughs> so sure. let's just like frame this yeah. for a sec, because there's some this perspective here, which is the running accomplishments in the 
All right. So forget about forget anything. Forget else about all the mm-hmm. jaw dropping medical conditions yeah. that yeah. you had leading yeah. up to all of this. Forget about the fact that you you know like were addicted to your Peloton before all of this. You know. You are a young lady, but not as far as like intros to running and things like yeah. that. Like you got a late start to it, yes, right? Yeah, and you jump right in, and you're coming in second in the Atlantic City Half Marathon. That's running. how you do it. Yeah, yeah run six thirty eights, and and uh, yeah. I mean, is any of it ever like? Okay, this is too much, too soon, or you're just like, oh, everybody should do this, right? Or is it like, you know, you understand like that you're really freaking fast. Right? I kept, um, I kept thinking I'm a fraud, and I'm like, oh, it's the shoes, or like, oh no, my watch is wrong, or like something. Like I can never like, I'm like, this is just not, you know, like this things, you know, you don't hear this happening. People are like, oh, running is so hard, and you know, and then the more that I talk to people, and you know, they, I'm like, okay. All right, I, I don't I don't know what to do. I was I'm st- I'm still so surprised, and now um, like I I ask myself like, can I do that again? <laughs> of course, we are, yeah. There's there's part of that that always happens, yeah. especially as we get older. Uh, and and but let me ask you this: Has any do you believe that any of the things that you went through, especially the pain, and you know when we run right, when we do it right, and we do it well, it hurts, it hurts. a uh-huh. lot. That's yeah. the game. That's the goal. Yeah. Right. We know when that's like like when you feel hurting. I coached high school kids, and I'm like, that's when you know you're doing it right. Yeah. And and. You know, it's kind of masochist, uh, but but you know, it's it really is. It is. So, does any of that set you up for being a better runner? Oh my God, I think about like I remember even the mile repeats that John made me do. I would just through those mile repeats, I would think about sitting in a hospital. Um, so every time you go into a hospital and you're in pain, for me, this it was a process. It was Jerry would tell me it's going to be an hour before you get your medicine. Okay, so it's the worst hour. Yeah, so this hour you're gonna have to breathe. You're gonna have to deal with the pain. So I would think when I'm running hard and when I'm when I'm being in so much pain, I think of that hour where you. I mean, you're so much pain that you're in a hospital. You went to the hospital, so you're you're a lot of pain. So I think of that. I'm like, if I did that for an hour, so many times, and then sometimes the medicine didn't work. You know, so it's like. If I was able to do that, I could do this, no problem. So I use that a lot yeah. in my running. Like I've been through worse. This is this pain is not nothing compared to what I've gone through this awesome. past, you know, twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I use it all the time. And we see that, right? You see that in running, you see that like running with people in recovery. We see that like, you know, like compared to what I've used to, it's like this is uh, you know, this is a piece of cake. This is just yeah. running. Oh yeah, you know, For sure. yeah, and that's uh, oh, that's fantastic. So, so then you do the half, and you run AC, and Christine's cheering for uh, from you for you as you run past, mm-hmm. and and you come in second. You win six hundred bucks. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then you go eventually, I guess, run a marathon, right? Where did you run Philly? So I ran Philly, and um, what year was this? Two thousand. Th- this is uh, two thousand and uh, one. No, so twenty one. 2021, yeah. yeah. Uh, 2021, sorry. 2021, yeah. So just the last Philly. Just the last, last Philly, last year. yeah. I ran yeah. it too. Yeah, you ran it too? Yeah, I was there. I wish we it was a good day. Again. It was the perfect It was a good day. day. And I did not have a great time. I mean, the first 10 miles were great. Um, but first of all, like, I didn't do a lot of, like, my first marathon, I, I didn't prepare i had a drink the night before <laughs> nobody knows what they're doing they think they're ready they think yeah. they know it's yeah. like it's Did like not, I, um okay i'm gonna back up for a second 
you do you and you roll up to the line, relax, because that's what it is. And also that turns into glucose, which your muscles need. To burn, okay? so, Love that. Awesome. She's the wine. I always have a before. glass of wine the night before. It chills me out. Yeah. And then I go to sleep. You sleep better. Yes. I like, glass of, like Yeah. With a glass of wine. Yeah, absolutely. No. But I like, I didn't like carb load. I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I just don't ever do that. You didn't I've never. Ever. No. I've never had a baby. Okay, really? I've ha- I've never given You've birth. Never given birth. Ryan. I've been there and I watched yeah. it three times. Right, I've been there and I watched it. I can tell you about what it's like, but I can't really tell you anything about it until yeah. you exp- I, you know, until I have experience it kinda myself. Kind of hurts, right? Yeah. So that's oh, yeah. the marathon. You can go watch marathon. You can be a runner. You can run races. You can do all those things. Yeah. And you can tell people about the marathon yeah. and what it's like. You but you know. can't tell them about the marathon no. until you've done it. I get it. It was, you know, like I thought I was prepared. I did my training. I didn't miss any runs. Um, I felt strong. I felt I felt good. And again, I asked my coach. I said, Val, um, what do you think my marathon goal pace is? And she, she would say, she told me, between 6.45 and 7. So pick something there. So I'm like, all right, I went. So I went out, obviously too fast. Always go out too fast. You think I've learned my lesson. Um, <laughs> and I, w- I felt good. I felt good up until, um, I think, mile 11. And then there was like some cramps in my, in my calves. Also, I didn't take any salt or anything like that. And then it's just never, I never felt great. This is one thing. Everybody kept telling me, Philly's flat. Philly's flat. It's not that flat. And Philly's not that flat. <laughs> I did not prepare for that. I did my training runs everywhere flat. Like, I, we live at the Jersey Shore. It's so flat down here. You know, if you want to get train hills, you got to go up a little north or you got to go to Brielle and stuff like that. I didn't do that. I did, like, one hill workout. So I wasn't prepared for that. So going, like... Up, up a little hill, I, my calves were not acting correctly, and there was pain and discomfort. And I don't know if I pulled it; it felt like I pulled it, but like, but I was able to finish, you know. So that all became from like, um, okay, now you're not, you don't this goal that you had in mind, this time goal that you had in mind is not going to happen because something is going on with your calf. Uh, so I was like, all right, it's just let me, you know, I try to keep like six fifty pace, and I couldn't, and I ended up in the, in the sevens, and then. I, you know, I had my morning gels and everything. I, I think the last five miles, I was just dead. Yeah. I, I like, I couldn't make it out of the eights. I was like running eight, eight or five, eight. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Once you run out of the gap, you know, once that, that glycogen goes away, it's. And also the mind, like once my legs, start, once I pulled that calf, my, my brain was not right. Like I just gave up in my brain. And now I know not to do that next time. Like just don't let your brain mess up, like your head mess with you. Yeah. Sometimes that's the survival mechanism though, right? The yeah. brain goes away because the body's already gone. And you know, it's like, all right, brain better go too or else yeah. we're going to really do something stupid Okay. Here. That makes sense. Yeah. But I, I finished my marathon at a very, like, I was very happy with my pace. Um, I, I finished, uh, with my times, 312. Um, That's so odd. Come on. You're, yeah. you're, you're a I was freaking like, beast. So I was like, <laughs> happy that I made it to Boston because I now, at this point, know how big of a deal Boston is. So that gives you the Boston qualifier, yeah. right? For 2022 Boston Marathon. Raise your hand if you're going. 23. Or 23, 23. 23. Raise your hand if you're going. That's all three of go. us right okay. here, yeah. baby. Woo. We're gonna have a Bean Town party, right? Boston yes. Tea Party. Yes, let's do it. Oh, so yeah. Fun. Boston's like there's nothing like Boston. Uh, but I'm scared because again, like get out, hills. get on on those hills. All right, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's nothing flat out, about you're it. You're gonna go out too fast. Not, yeah, no, 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 relax. You will. 
I did it for almost every year. Boston it, drops like a freaking roller coaster. Yeah, because it's so fast. Out of, yeah. out of Hopkinton. And 13 miles are so fast. And then you're like, it's and the then the marathon ultimate, starts. It's yeah. the ultimate sucker's course. If you're going to like, you got to like, just keep an eye on it's yourself coming out of for the first 15 miles or so. And then you get the fun part to climb. Oh my God. And then, and then so awesome. once you get so there awesome. though, 21, you can get back on the gas and you can really push if you got legs. If, if I you got don't, legs. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, listen, we, I, you'll be fine. I can help you. That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite, right? That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm doing actually Philly again, um, in, uh, November just because I wanted to get one more mm-hmm. before Boston. You'll run that better too. I, that's what I want. I yeah. want to just get better at it, you know, like before, yeah. like, because you learn something from each race. So, and then I, I've, I've hired a different coach this time. Um, because he's actually, I hired him because he's from Boston and I wanted him to like, you know, give me, I didn't know that I was going to be doing Philly again. And, um, he, you know, I told him, I was like, listen, I didn't, those hills, those rolling hills in Philly, like really fucked me up. So <laughs> prepare me this time around. So let's see what happens. And so right now I, I am training for, uh, Philly, but I just, you know, I had a stress fracture. I've been recovering from it and it was my first injury. So it's all in the, it's running injury, running injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's my first running injury. But, um, so it, like every time I feel something, I, I, I'm, it's messing with my head. So I'm like, again, you know, like, I'm sure you guys know that, like working yeah. through that. Just every time the foot lands, you're like, where is it? Uh, where is yes. it? You're looking for it almost. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. So that's where I'm at right now. And even if I'd like, I mean, I would love to sub three, uh, any marathon anybody would you know I, I i would love to do it i feel it but if i don't i don't care i like i i this is just for me a learning exp- like this feel is for me a learning experience philly is you can if you can run at solid pace and just get on the pace and kind of hold it there and then once you get onto kelly drive where you go out and you come back mm-hmm. like if there you still have good legs and you're feeling good and that pace that you went wasn't too too aggressive like if you run that sub three pace like that 650 pace like until you kind of get there where is kelly street what, what Kel- mile? well that's where you come back towards the uh art museum and everything by the finish line and then you go out towards Maniunk and then yes. you turn around and come back. Yes. So it's just that out and back. So mm-hmm. that's like, it's like 13. Okay. It's like the last half of the that's marathon pretty okay. much. Yeah. You go out, I think you're out there by 20 and then you come back for the last 6.2. Mm-hmm. And if you have it like kind of by that turnaround, so if like, even if you hold that pay, you can come back pretty hard. Okay. I did that last year. It was like cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like, uh, my wife said, what was that? Like, what did it feel like? I'm like, you ever know when you're like wrapping presents and you just take the scissors on the wrapping yeah. paper and zip it up? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it felt like that. That's amazing. It was like oddly satisfying running. What was your time for Philly last time? Uh, uh, 2.55. Oh, that's amazing. How about you? I ran 2.48 there a couple years ago. Oh my God. That was another good one. That's amazing. Yeah, I felt good that day. Have you done Philly before? I have not, and no. I won't because every year it's like a disastrous rainstorm <laughs> and, and like wind is blowing and everyone's like, that was awful. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. She's done like 50 I've marathons. I've done like 50. Though. Yeah. 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 I know, but the weather for Philly for Philly last year was amazing. Let, there was like no wind. It, it was, was cool. You really guys deserve that because you like you put in like 15 years of and bad the one, weather. And the one the year I won 248, but they, I've run it... Four times. 
Yeah, f- or no, three times. And the one year before was like howling winds, and no matter oh. where you went, you were getting pushed in the face. And no, at that point, it's yeah. just like whatever. And I'm I was going to finish fit. it. I was super fit, and I'm like, wow, oh, man, like this is crazy. I ran two fifty six that day. Wow, wow. Yeah, I love that. That's a good race. That's people yeah. love Philly. People, it's love just Philly. right. It's a, it's like a, it's a big marathon. But it's not like New York big or Boston big. It's like, you know, it's not super crowded, but you but you can get there. You're running packs. There's like yeah. you're never alone. You know, it's like I'm always afraid. That's like my biggest fear, like a, like Atlantic City Marathon or like even New Jersey. I ran one year and I was by myself alone. for like 15 miles. I was all alone for my whole marathon and for my half marathon. Nobody ran with me. And it was so funny because there was a guy behind me uh, uh, at a... Uh, um, like the whole time he was behind me at uh, the half, right? And then like towards the end, he passed me. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't run with me? Like you were behind, like we're yeah. going to be talking. And, right, like, right, like, right. Just, we're like, better together. Yeah, like come on, dude. Um, and then and then uh, during Philly, I tried to talk to a, to a couple people and they were not very friendly. So I ran the whole now, thing. the faster like, you run, the less friendly. The little type okay. A, the type A personality <laughs> like. I know this from experience. Okay. Like, the slower, your pace, you're, yay, bloop, blarp, blarp, the faster you get. No, no. Because yep. you're expelling energy. And yeah. now, being in some long races, like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Christine's a chatterbox. I'm having the best time. That makes you stronger, though. Like, the, if the fact that you could run and talk, I think that, like, your lungs get stronger from she's that. A, she's a freak of freaks. A yeah. Freak. You, so are you, though. Yeah, you're a yeah. freak, too. I'm going, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to Google you. But is it, like, this, this, this should be a Wikipedia about you, up after what I learned to, about you today. <laughs> she nuts. She fit crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, it's our superpower, you know? But we... um. You know what I, I do want to ask you before we end today, too? You talked about mindset, and I'm huge into how. How, how did you get from a fat, like, you know, you said you were going to focus on being positive, and I like to consider myself pretty positive, pretty positive. Um, but what what was it? I mean, I know you talked about your husband and, you know, you have your kids, but you know, going from all of that darkness, and you were like, I decided I'm going to be positive. How? It, it to me it's it was like a, a um like a button that I pushed mm-hmm. and it was like the button is like the button if you don't, it, like there's this button that you push or you if you don't push this button you're gonna go back to sad and you know drugs and that really really dark part of your life or somehow you find it in your heart and even if it's for the first you know month or whatever you fake it. Fake it until you feel it. And I know that a lot of people are now they're against positive, like toxic, positive. positive. Yeah, it worked for me. I'm sorry. Like, I know it might not work for you, but that worked for me. And I'm alive and healthy because of it. Absolutely. That's that really, it it went from, that's what it took for me. And also another thing, which is huge, and this is huge in the rooms of AA. And I, I learned these in the rooms of AA. It's if you're not thinking about yourself, if you're thinking about others, if you let me rephrase this. If you're thinking about others, helping others, you're not thinking about yourself. And if you're not thinking about yourself, you stay out of trouble. So I always want to help others. So how can I help others with my experience sharing it and letting people know that they're not alone and that you know that you can get through whatever life throws at, throws at you and still come up on top and have a great husband and great kids. I just had a little granddaughter 
and uh you know and run fast <laughs> it's amazing I, I honestly your spirit and, and everything it's, it's just no surprise that you've you know, are so successful and able to overcome all these things. And we can be like Goggins and we can't stay hard and we can do it all like that. Or you can do it like you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, (laughs) and there's no difference, right? Like, you know, he's just, you know, got a bigger following and stuff like that, but you're equally badass, but, yeah, twice as lovely. And you're on the, you're now uh, in the archives of the two fit crazies. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. You know, I listened to his book about his childhood, uh-huh. yeah. and we have very similar childhoods. Yeah, Goggins and I. I mean, he's a little bit more extreme, but not very different than mine. So when I read it, I was like, oh yes. Well, that's mm-hmm. the deal with him. He is <laughs> relatable, in our own right? Yeah. He is relatable. We're yeah. all fucking yeah. mess, exactly. Uh, and it's what we do with it. Um, you know, it's like it, we've got own it, yeah. share it. Yeah. And if we've been able to overcome it, then we're going to freaking light up everyone else's lives with what we've been able to do. And hopefully that helps, that helps, uh, light some fire under other people's asses. Um, that's my, I would love that. I love that. I love when, when, when people tell me, like, I heard something you said and then I went out for a run, you know, cause now that I have had done a couple of podcasts, we're like, I went for a run because of you. And I'm like, Hey, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually met Frank after, you know, the little boy. Oh, the little yeah. boy. Oh my I, I saw him one day in my run and I was like, Hey, uh, you inspired me. And then his mom it drove around to see who I was because he was so happy that I told him that. Yeah. And then now we're friends. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. His name is Ian. <laughs> oh, <God>. Hi, Ian. <laughs> but but yeah. I'm gonna call you Frank. Yes, yes. Him, his mom and I became friends too now. So now every, every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, how's Frank?" <laughs> and does he? And does he run? Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's, he's still a, running. He's, he's a, playing football. Okay. Still, he, and he, he plays football. He runs and he's doing track. So he's. <gasps> He's doing good. Good. For awesome. Yeah. Frank. Shout out Man. to Ian. Shout Frank. out to Ian Frank, who is <laughs> inspiring people out there. Without even knowing it, just by being him. Exactly. That's exactly. the thing. See, this is why you have to be you, like, you You don't know who you're inspiring when you're out, out there running, you know? So Absolutely. Let's go out there and do it. Oh, it right. has been a pleasure. And I cannot this wait so to fun. have you back on our airwaves Let's at do some it. point. Let's we, do it. We need a we need When a your part book two. comes out. <gasps> my book. Oh, my, that's coming. The That's memoir. Coming. The yeah. memoir. Can I run a sub three marathon and that will be the end of my book? Like this yeah. crazy life. And then I'm able to run a, run a sub three marathon. Mm-hmm. That's how my book ends. Let's do it in Boston. <laughs> let's do it. Let's I'm do serious. It. All right. I'll run with you. You will? Fuck yeah. Yes. Let's yeah. do it. I'll cheer. Uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I'll I, be behind you. <laughs> cheering. <laughs> I'll be 20 minutes behind you. Yay. All right. Speaking of which, I got to go coach high yeah. school athletes. Let's yeah. get the hell out of here. All right, everybody. <laughs> it has been a pleasure. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. <laughs>